blessings upon your life, speak His blessings upon your family, upon your, your relatives, upon your job, upon your business, and everything that surrounds you, that you may experience His blessings uh, for today. This is Pastor Abraham Isiche, here at Life Eternal Radio. We thank God for every opportunity we have to fellowship with you, to reach you, to speak to you words of blessings, to declare the deeds of the Lord, to proclaim them and to, to declare the blessings of the Lord upon your life. This morning, I want to share with you from the book of Hebrews, chapter 13, from verse, uh, pretty much, uh, Hebrews chapter 13, uh, but more so I will concentrate on verse 5. The Bible says, Let brotherly love continue. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. Remember them that are in bounds, as bound with them, and then which suffer adversity as being yourselves also in the body. Marriage is honorable in all, and they bad and defiled. But homemongers and adulterers, God will judge. Let your conversations be without covetousness, and be content with such things as ye have. For ye had said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. That's where I want to concentrate on. Oh, the book of Hebrews, the writer of Hebrews has uh, elaborated what Jesus accomplished uh, by dying for us, who he is uh, throughout the book of Hebrews. Uh, the Bible begins by saying in the beginning God spoke to us through the prophets, but now in these last days he speaks to us through his son Jesus Christ, who was made a little lower than the angels, yet he was esteemed, yes, he, yet he was glorified, yet he was lifted, and he is now seated in the heavenly places. His name has been lifted far above all, all other names here on earth and also in, in, in heaven. And also the Bible says that uh, the heavens are, are his throne and the earth is his footstool. And now we have him uh, in the heavenly places, entering the Holy of Holies and interceding on our behalf. And so he has become our high priest. He is an, our advocate, he is our intercessor, and all these beautiful things. And in chapter 12, we are then uh, called to look into Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith. Now, how we represent Jesus here on earth, having understood all that Christ has done for us, having understood uh, all that Christ has accomplished for us, and knowing uh, 
that the victories of Jesus Christ is our victory. Oh, the experiences that Jesus went through, uh, that that's not just the victories, but also the sufferings of Jesus Christ become our sufferings. We become partakers in the sufferings and in the victories that Jesus Christ uh, both endured and celebrated. And now how do we represent Jesus Christ while we are here on earth, knowing very well that we are seated in the heavenly places with Christ. That's where we are in our members. Our members are here on earth. And so how do our members, which once were instruments of unrighteousness, how do we now uh, allow our members or train our members to become instruments of righteousness, instruments of holiness here on earth? Now, Hebrews chapter 12 and 13 pretty much gives us insights into a holy living, a holy living, one uh, of the very fundamental uh, of facts about our holy living revolves around the use of our tongues. The Bible says that the power of life and death is in the power is in the tongue. The tongue in the tongue you find the power of life and death, and therefore how we use our words, how we use our tongues, will either create or destroy uh, destinies, will either create or destroy futures. The words that we speak to those who are around us will either create hope, will create a future full of blessings, full of hope, full of uh, goodness and love and kindness, or create hell, uh, if I may call it that, uh, to those who hear them. And we must be very careful in our conversations. Here in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5, Bible says, Let your conversations be without covetousness, and be content with such things as ye have. For ye have said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. Let your conversations be without covetousness. Now, many times when we share in fellowship, people come with different, different, different agendas. No one knows and understands the heart other than God. And God himself says in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 17, verse 9, that the heart is deceitful above all other things. The heart is deceitful above all other things. Who shall understand it? And so men may not see the intent of your heart when you fellowship with them. No one really knows we just hope and we, we, we hope to see and to, to know the fruit that you carry through the conduct, through your conduct. In other versions, it actually says, let your conduct, let your conduct be without covetousness. This is KJV version. It says, let your conversations be without covetousness. Men will always uh, be drawn 
to an agenda. And the agenda of man is always about what's in it for me. Every deal you strike, there's always the question at the depth of the hearts of men, the question that seeks to address what is in it for them. But for you as a believer, you are no longer under the impulses of the heart, rather you are being led by the Spirit. And so how we represent the Spirit of God in our conversations then must reflect holiness. For without holiness, no one can see God. And so our agenda then in our conversations, our agenda in our fellowships, must then be directed by the Holy Spirit. That when we speak, then our conversations are not drawn into the answering of the question, what is in it for me? In our fellowship, our desire as brothers and sisters in Christ is to edify one another, to sing psalms to one another, to speak words of hope to one another, to celebrate the victories that are in our lives and in the lives of those whom we have fellowship with because we are being led by the Spirit of God. And whenever two or three are gathered in His name, there the Spirit of the Lord commands a blessing. Therefore, let your conversations be without covetousness. Do not allow your eye to deceive you. Always check your heart. There is a reason why we pray unto God to give us a new heart every day and a new spirit and to pour His Spirit upon us every day so that we can walk in holiness, so that we can be sensitive to the lead of the Holy Spirit. Covetousness, the command uh, of the Lord in the Ten Commandments, the last command, addresses this very thing. Because men are easily deceived by what they see. Men are easily deceived by what they hear. Eve saw that the fruit was good for food. Eve saw that the fruit was a delight, able to make one wise. So Eve wanted to appear wise. Eve wanted to look wise. And all those things at the center of the heart that is unregenerated is the question of how does this make me look? How does this make me feel? Is this something that I am willing to do? And in all that is the desire of getting and gathering things for yourself. And Jesus says, if you desire to follow me, then you must deny self. You must deny self. And one way of denying self is to watch what we conversate about. What a man speaks, what comes out of the mouth of a man is a reflection 
of their heart. In the book of uh, Luke chapter 6 verse 45, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And therefore, we have some glimpse into what kind of people we hang around with. We have an idea of the kind of people that we have fellowship with based by based on the words that they speak for out of a, a good man out of a good heart good words are produced and out of a, a bad heart or out of an evil heart by evil is produced and it may take long it may take a short time to know what's in the heart of a man but we may not fully know what's in the heart of a man apart from God. For God sees the depths of the hearts of men. Men are only moved by their appearance. Now, for our sisters and even our brothers nowadays, when we see our fellow brethren or friends or people generally, we do not really need to know them. But whenever we see them, we want to analyze how they dress. We want to analyze what passes they carry. We want to see the kind of shoes that that they wear. We want to see the kind of, 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 of things that they do. Why? Because we are driven by the desire to be fashionable. And many other times that when we do that, we forget, we forget that we are entering into the evil realm of covetousness. Because covetousness is always at the root of all the evil that takes place here on earth. People murder others because of covetousness for they have things that they want and they don't know how to ask and even when he asks, they ask a miss David say, uh, James says so how do we allow ourselves to have conversations that do not carry the seed of covetousness how then do we carry on fellowship without being under the evil of covetousness, the deception of covetousness, then we must allow the Spirit of the Lord to lead us and to show us and to reveal to us the intents and the motives of our hearts so that we can present them to God and allow God to change us and to remove those things which do not give glory to his name and to straighten our paths so that when we are conversating, when we are fellowshipping with our brothers and our sisters, then we are not driven by that evil desire. It is not an easy thing, Paul says in the book of Romans, that which I will to do, I do not do, and that which I do not will to do, that I do, because of this body of death. We thank God because he has given us spiritual resources to bring our bodies into obedience, to bring our bodies into the obedience of Jesus Christ. And it takes practice. It takes exercise. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. 
And therefore, how then does Jesus want us to carry on our conversations? For parents, uh, many other times we have seen parents discipline their children or rebuking their children uh, because of how they behave publicly. That kind of rebuke or that kind of discipline, when looked into uh, intently, you find that it is not really about the behavior of the child, rather it is the the image or the reputation or the mark that it leaves on the parent. You find that the parent is more concerned about uh, his or her respect in the society being tied to his child. And so you find you rebuke a child not because of what he has done or what she has done, but because of how that makes you look like. Covetousness is very deceptive in so many ways. We dress and we look good, not because of any other reason, but because we want to show others that we, we too know how to dress, we too know how to speak, we too know how to do this and that. And so, let your conversations be without covetousness and be content with such things as ye have. Be content, be content with such things as ye have, knowing that uh, the Bible says that for he hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. It is God who gives us these good things. It is God who has blessed us with these good things. And so, the maturity to celebrate what other people have without having a desire to have them requires the Spirit of the Lord to lead, to teach, to guide us, and requires us to have our eyes lifted, looking unto Jesus. That's very key, because you cannot set your eyes on things below and expect to live like Jesus. You have to put your eyes on Jesus and Jesus alone and learning to be content, as Paul says, learning to be content with what you have. It does not mean that you, 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 you should not have a desire for better things. That is not the purpose of this text. Your desire for better things should not be driven by other people. Your desire for better things should be driven by what use they will be to you and to the kingdom of the Lord. I don't have to drive a very expensive car because my neighbor is driving an expensive car. I don't have to buy an expensive house because my neighbor has bought a five or a six bedroom house. I am content with what I have. We were joking with my, my, my children 
um, yesterday, today being uh, Wednesday, on Tuesday evening, we came out from swimming, a session of swimming, and we were just driving home. And I was joking with my son and my daughter, and I was telling them, why should, why should a, a person maybe living alone buy a five-bedroomed house? Why? What's the point? Or a couple, um, a husband and a wife, buy a, a ten-bedroomed house. What's the value of that? I mean, if you have the money, that's okay, but still, unless you, have, you, you plan to invite many guests to come and be spending the nights in those bedrooms, it, it doesn't really make sense. Why should I buy a big car, a V8, when all that I'll be doing with that car is to drive to work and back? So let your conversations be without covetousness. Be content with what you have. Contentment is something you learn. You learn through discipline. You learn through discipline. You do not become content overnight. You become content by submitting yourself to the Spirit of God and only following what the Spirit of the Lord is let do, doing to you or doing for you and, and leading you and only getting that which you need. Otherwise, we have a lot of people doing things not for their own good, but because a neighbor is doing it, because a friend is doing it, because it's fashionable, saying things just because they are fashionable, not knowing and not understanding the spirit behind those things. And therefore my urge in my prayer for you this day is that you may be content in what you have and when you are out there fellowshipping with the brethren everywhere you go, be it at work, be it in, in your neighborhood, be it at school or wherever you are, then in as much as you see the good stuff that other people are having on them, you are not driven with us because covetousness is always connected to jealousy. Covetousness is also connected to envy. And where jealousy, jealous attitudes and envious attitudes are involved, the end result is always bad. People have ended up murdering, killing one another. Relationships have been bruised or battered down because of such. Families have been broken because of that. Covetousness is an insane desire for something, a desire that has led many to do unspeakable things. My prayer for you is to lift your eyes to Jesus Christ and to Christ alone. Once you have your eyes lifted to Christ, then you 
eliminate the risk of evil desires creeping into your heart. It is an everyday thing because you need the Spirit of God every day. You need to lay down uh, your desires every day. You need to lay down your life every day. And you need a new heart every day. You need a new spirit every day. And therefore, it's a daily choice that you make to submit yourself to God, to submit yourself to the, to, the, to the lead of God. And by doing so, then all your conversations will be managed or governed by the Spirit of God. Let this message uh, touch your heart. Let this message fill you and motivate you to gaze upon Jesus Christ and Christ alone. This is Pastor Abraham here at Life Eternal Radio. Thank you for the opportunity to listen to me. And I hope to touch base again with you tomorrow at times such as now, that we can encourage one another and grow in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. May God bless you and do you good. In the name of Jesus, amen, amen.